Welcome to BibleTuddy.net, Bible study without the bologna sandwich. Lenny and Melissa here to, to host the show for today, and uh, we're going to talk some more about eternal security, because this is just a great topic to go over. And you know, there's just endless passages over and over that we could go through. We're just scratching the surface and just having a lot of fun doing it, aren't we, Melissa? <laughs> Well, when you think about peace, I mean, who doesn't want to feel peace? And this is having eternal security in Christ. That is the most peace you could you could ever have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's inconceivable to those who are are not being saved. You 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 can only understand it if you have it, and uh, when you have it. It's just a wonderful thing. And so on that note of eternal security, we're going to start with a passage that uh, is about eternal security, but also has a little bit of a twist to it that might make you stumble a little bit in some regards. Um, so we'll, we'll go with Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So it's kind of a twofold. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And now, I mean, we're not putting a lot of context into this here, but that we, I'd say we can isolate it and still explain it uh, properly. Uh, let's just break down the passage. We were sealed for the day of redemption um, through the Holy Spirit. So sealed, like there's nothing that's going to break it open again. It, it's sealed. It's eternally secure. But then he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And so you think, Am I grieving the Holy Spirit of God? Uh, you know, am I, is the Holy Spirit still judging me for my sin? Uh, you know, good. the scripture teaches us that we're fully forgiven, fully cleansed, but, but why am I still grieving the spirit? But let's just think for a minute. Uh, uh, think, of, think about uh, what we have, what we've been given. We've been given the spirit of God. We, had a, we have a new spirit, a new heart, and the spirit of God poured into that heart. So we share a spirit with God. Our spirit is now one with his. It's not separate. It's one with his. So essentially, if we're grieving the Holy Spirit, we're grieving ourselves and we're being we're troubling our own selves when we sin, when we when we do things that uh, that lead to condemnation, you know, that we, we've been saved from condemnation. So why would we continue to do those things is what Paul would say. So when we grieve the Holy Spirit, essentially what we're doing is grieving our new self. Why, why would we want to focus on that? Why would we want to do that to ourselves? So you're saying that that, by saying grieving the Holy Spirit, you're looking at that as sinning? Yeah, yeah, because if we were to put the passage more in context, he's, you know, he's, he's talking about doing unholy things. You know, if we if we were doing unholy things, things that we're not proud of, uh, we don't like to do sin anymore. We don't like sin when we become Christians. If you've been if you've been saved and you've been given the Spirit of God, you may in your mind think that you liked to sin for a moment, but you truly don't. It weighs heavy on your conscience. You don't like it anymore. You're grieving your inner self. You're grieving the heart that God gave you that made that makes you perfect in His sight. He made you perfect. So somebody, you if somebody set you free and made you perfect, and then you just kept doing something bad. You know, wouldn't you know? And it's beyond that because he's living in you, you know, and he is you. We are one with him. So when we grieve him, we grieve ourselves. Right. So what he's trying to teach us is that stop sinning because you're just driving yourself crazy. You don't like that. So stop it. Focus right. on something better. It's kind of like a shoe that doesn't fit anymore, you know. Our, yep. new, our new self 
that God created our new, the new creation that we are with the new heart is not the same as the old creation with the yep. old dead heart. So we, yeah. we don't like the same things and sin is not a fit for us. It doesn't feel good anymore. It's yeah. Why do you think so many Christians are riddled with guilt? You know, they're, they're riddled with guilt because they don't like sin. No, it doesn't mean but they, they they don't realize that the guilt wasn't meant to be had between them and God anymore. Okay. You know, they, they're just driving themselves crazy. Focus on God. Realize that God's made you right with him. And he's you, you're never going to be able to wrong that right. He gave you his inheritance. He's giving you Christ to live in you, to work all things out. Uh, that he created works for you before you were even born, uh, according to scripture. And that those things will be complete. Right. And yeah. on that note, in Hebrews, he says, for by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Sanctification is the renewing of the mind. It's a process that goes on and on and on. And uh, and some some uh, translations say those who have been made holy. Some some say those are being made holy. They're both right because it's it's a process. You're you're made holy you're perfect as soon as you become a believer but your mind is being renewed but the whole time that you're growing in grace you're perfect and it's an amazing thing god's growing you and you're perfect he's he's growing you're you're growing in grace and yet you're perfect the whole time god accepts you it's not just love it's not just okay he accepts you and that's what you have to realize he doesn't just love you accepts you how many people fully accept you the way that God does. Nobody can. Right. He accepts all the bad with the good and views you as good because he gave you a new heart so that so that you would be be awesome, you know, and, and be guided by him. I think it's important to say there that um, you don't you're not you don't become perfect on a human level. You're still going to find that you sin every single day. Uh, but it doesn't feel good. And the more you focus on Christ, uh, I think the less you'll find. Um, I know for me, and, and I think you would agree, Lonnie, the less tempted by sin you are. But yeah. you still sin humanly every day. You know, repent doesn't mean to stop sinning. It means to change your mind. And Christ has yeah. changed your mind when he gave you a new heart. Yep. So you no longer desire it. But um, that's pretty amazing so we are still human so we are still going to make mistakes and and sin but god in his eyes we're perfect he doesn't yeah. see it he doesn't count it against us um yeah that's amen to that and amazing. and he reiterates it again in uh corinthians uh first corinthians 6 11 he says and such were some of you but you were washed uh, you were sanctified. He 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 was talking about. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a passage where he was talking about murderers, idolaters, homosexuals, all these things that led to condemnation. And he said, and such were some of you. Uh, and and but then he says, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified um, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God. So, do you think that people stopped sinning in, in his community in in Corinth? Uh, you'd have to think again, because actually he's talking to them a lot about sin uh, when he writes to them a lot about problems they were having and things they were doing wrong. And he's reminding them of who they are, who they really are, their new identity. He's he's trying to teach them, don't act like what you're not. You know, if you're a, if you're a horse, don't 
act like a chicken. You know, if a horse was raised with chickens, he might think he is one, but somebody's got to remind him, like, you're a horse. (laughs) You're not a chicken. You don't even look like one. (laughs) And then suddenly you're, yeah, you're reminded, yeah, this doesn't feel so good. This doesn't fit me right. When I I try to flap my arms as a horse, nothing happens. (laughs) And here's the passage that I was just quoting. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, and we should walk in them, and that that we should walk in them. So he prepared these works beforehand, and we're going to walk in them because that's what that's what Christians do. They they walk in Christ. And and here's the passage on that note in uh, in John. He said Jesus says, "I am the vine; you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he is he it is that bears much fruit." So he, he's talking about how we bear fruit. And then he says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. So we are, uh, he's the vine, we are the branches coming off of the main vine. And so we do nothing apart from him. Everything that comes from us, there's nothing to boast in because it's all coming through the vine of Jesus. Um, but that that vine is now part of us, you know, and we're part of him. And so in this in this parable he's describing as a vine and branches um uh, and then ezekiel described it as basically a, a union of spirits ours and his um and so that's that's how we're bearing fruit it's coming from from him and through us because again that new creation he made us that new heart that he is a part of yes the holy spirit yes yes without that we would still be spiritually dead and so the next part of that passage not to not to interrupt melissa but uh the next i just wanted to finish that passage because a lot of times legalism comes from this it says if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away like brand like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered thrown into the fire and burned so you think you know i've i've heard many a sermon about how we abide how we need to abide in christ and you know there's the rules and the regulations on how you do that but uh as as far as the scripture is concerned and in regards to our uh, eternal security that we have um we we can't detach you know if if we abide in him and him in us and that's already been done he gave us a new heart yeah. a new spirit and poured his spirit within us, and uh, he sealed it for the day of redemption. So you you can't be far from Jesus anymore. You can you can you can think you are, but if you if you are in Jesus Christ, you are never far from him. He's always right there. Just look down at your heart. Passing <laughs> right. from him would be like removing your heart, and we all know that can't. That's uh, you can't live like so, that. So if one were to say, "I feel far away from you today, Jesus." Um, you can be encouraged by the, the scripture and what scripture is telling us. He is not far from you. He is right there with you. He's right there with you in everything you do. And that's probably why sin's not so fun anymore, because let's face it, you know, Jesus, uh, our Lord and Savior, he, he, he rescued you from all that. And you know, he's right there with you. Do you really want to, do you really have motivation to keep sinning? No, you have motivation to to just be loving and just be grateful and thankful when you think about those things. 
And uh, that's that's where our, our minds should be. But, you know, our minds are being renewed by God. And so more mature Christians might have an easier time with that than others. Uh, you know, as we grow in grace, though, and, and not in law and regulation, we start to realize and we start to understand and we live it. Uh, and Christ lives it through us. And we're we're just enjoying the ride. And it's an amazing, amazing road. What would you say, Melissa? Would you agree with that? I sure would. Yes, I sure would. It is. All right. Well, it looks, it looks like it's lunchtime, and uh, we are not serving the bologna sandwich at ibletuddy.net. So that's one thing that won't be on our menu today. And, uh, you know, all you people that love bologna out there, you know that the, the figure of speech is that don't give me that bologna. And uh, that's that's what we're not here to do. So if you like bologna, it's okay. But you know we're we're not serving that figurative bologna sandwich. And uh, it's lunchtime, and so I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, stay tuned because we're going to keep it coming. We love doing this, and uh, we're here for you guys out there. Amen. <laughs>